Welcome to the Bob Siegel Show podcast on the Cross Global Media Radio Network. Visit cgmradio.com slash bob to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Today I'm going to be reading from Acts chapter 12. The main characters are King Herod and Peter, the disciple of Jesus. This, of course, is after Jesus has returned to heaven. Peter and the other apostles are running the church. Now, as you've probably discovered by now, there are as many Herods in the New Testament as stars in the sky and grains of sand on the seashore. This is Herod Agrippa, the grandson of Herod the Great. It was about this time that King Herod arrested some who belonged to the church intended to persecute them. He had James, the brother of John, put to death with the sword. When he saw that this met with approval among the Jews, he proceeded to seize Peter also. This happened during the festival of unleavened bread. That, of course, is another way of saying the Passover. After arresting him, he put him in prison, handing him over to be guarded by four squads of four soldiers each. Herod intended to bring him out for public trial after the Passover. So Peter was kept in prison, but the church was earnestly praying to God for him. The night before Herod was to bring him to trial, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with two chains and sentries stood guard at the entrance. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared and a light shone in the cell. He struck Peter on the side and woke him up. Quick, get up, he said, and the chains fell off Peter's wrists. Then the angel said to him, put on your clothes and sandals. And Peter did so. Wrap your cloak around you and follow me, the angel told him. Peter followed him out of the prison, but he had no idea that what the angel was doing was really happening. He thought he was seeing a vision. They passed the first and second guards and came to the iron gate leading to the city. It opened for them by itself, and they went through it. When they had walked the length of one street, suddenly the angel left him. Then Peter came to himself and said, Now I know without a doubt that the Lord has sent his angel and rescued me from Herod's clutches and from everything the Jewish people were hoping would happen. Now, I've mentioned this before. When they say the Jewish people, they mean the Jewish leaders. Peter was Jewish as well. All the disciples were Jewish. Jesus was Jewish. These are not intended as anti-Semitic remarks, although certainly many have referred to them that way over the years. It is an indictment on the kind of leadership Judea had in those days. Moving on and continuing in this passage, when this had dawned on him, he went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, also called Mark, where many people had gathered and were praying. Peter knocked at the outer entrance and a servant named Rhoda came to answer the door. When she recognized Peter's voice, she was so overjoyed she ran back without opening it and exclaimed, Peter is at the door. You're out of your mind, they told her. When she kept insisting that it was so, they said, it must be his angel. But Peter kept on knocking, and when they opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. Peter motioned with his hand for them to be quiet and described how the Lord had brought him out of prison. Tell James and the other brothers and sisters about this, he said, and then he left for another place. In the morning, there was no small commotion among the soldiers as to what had become of Peter after Herod had a thorough search made for him and did not find him, he cross-examined the guards and ordered that they be executed. Boy, if you were looking for employment in those days, you sure didn't want to get employed by King Herod, did you? When your job review came up, it didn't always end well. Anyway, it didn't end well for Herod either. Now they're talking about his death. Then Herod went from Judea to Caesarea and stayed there. He had been quarreling with the people of Tyre and Sidon. They now joined together and sought an audience with him. After securing the support of Blastus, a trusted personal servant of the king, they asked for peace because they depended on the king's country for their food supply. On the appointed day, Herod, wearing his royal robes, sat on his throne and delivered a public address to the people. They shouted, This is the voice of a 
God, not of a man. Immediately, because Herod did not give the praise to God, an angel of the Lord struck him down, and he was eaten by worms and died. But the word of God continued to spread and flourish. So again, as I told you ahead of time, and as you clearly saw in the passage, the two main characters are Herod and Peter. Let's talk about Herod first. This incident where people are calling him a god and he keels over and dies is not reported only in the New Testament. The first century historian Josephus, who was not a Christian, reported the same thing. Josephus talks about a lot of people. He talks about Pontius Pilate, John the Baptist, Jesus. He writes as if they were legitimate historical figures because they were legitimate historical figures. So much for those who say the New Testament is fabricated. The New Testament is corroborated by other ancient history. Those were just a few small examples. But the main idea in this chapter that I find somewhat amusing and somewhat ironic is the story of Peter. You see, as Christians, when we gather for a meeting, even if we call it a prayer meeting or business meeting, we have our own agenda. Usually at a business meeting, they'll print out the agenda. We'll open in prayer. We'll have the reading of the minutes. We'll do old business. We'll do new business. Then we'll vote on whether or not we want a new organ or we want a band instead or whatever. And then in prayer, they ask God to bless the meeting, lead the meeting. Father, may your spirit come. Now, look, I believe in organization and I know God gave us brains and leadership is actually a spiritual gift. So it's fine to plan out a meeting. But isn't it interesting that we always ask God to come and be with us and guide us? Meanwhile, we've decided ahead of time exactly what's going to happen. Is it okay to make Make those kinds of decisions, yes, but we should be open to God coming in the middle of a meeting. And these people that were praying for Peter were not really open to that. They were praying, among other things, for his release. And poor Rhoda, who opens the door, runs back and tells him, hey, it's Peter. And they're saying, but that's impossible. How can it be Peter? Peter's in jail. If you think it was Peter, maybe he died and you're seeing his ghost. Can't possibly be Peter. How do we know? Well, we're praying for Peter right now. Peter is in prison and we're praying for his release. How could he be here in the middle of our prayer? Well, maybe God was answering their prayer. Maybe God decided to come to their meeting and because of their own agenda, they couldn't even recognize it. This is Bob Siegel making the obvious obvious.